Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 28th of February, 2024. Flyers Daily, as always, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories memories live. Usually the 28th is the last day of February. Not this year. Leap year, February 29th. Uh, But the Flyers have wrapped up their February 2024 calendar month of hockey and did so in fine yet truly bizarre fashion as what took place last night at Wells Fargo Center. Uh, Let's get to the particulars and we'll kind of uh, riff our way through this as well. Uh, But the Flyers last night, they came in having lost their last two games this this past weekend, Saturday 2-1 against the Rangers, and then 7-6 Sunday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Two one-goal games, but two vastly different one-goal games. And a much different game last night, but one that entered the third period very similar to at least the game on Saturday against the New York Rangers. All said and done, I don't know if these numbers are correct because obviously the electricity kind of went down in the building. So, But 29-23 is what they're saying the shots were against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Flyers' favor. 29 shots for them on Vasilevsky and 23, only 23 for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I do know that the Flyers outshot the Lightning in the first period 8-4. to four. Uh, a really good defensive effort in the first period. Didn't let their star players like Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, and those guys get to the middle of the ice. Really protected the middle the entirety of the game. That was, I think that was the difference in the game. Now, we know that the Flyers are without Travis Konechny, who is day-to-day. We heard that from Danny Briere yesterday. We know that they are without Jamie Drysdale, who is week to week, and I think we'll get our next check-in with Drysdale coming up in about two weeks' time. But Cam York did say at practice yesterday that uh, Jamie Drysdale probably avoided the worst-case scenario, which is probably season-ending surgery. So that's a good thing. And then we also heard, or we know that Rasmus Ristolainen is out still week to week. So the Flyers decided to healthy scratch. Cam Atkinson is really fighting his game right now. Stayed on the ice yesterday after morning skate for a considerable amount of time. That was obvious. He was not going to be in the lineup for the game last night. Sean Couturier in the morning skate was on a line with uh, Nick Delarier. And you're going, wait, and, and Ole Lixell is... Sean Couturier, the newly minted captain, going to be your fourth line center for that game? That was the case. It was stunning. Sean Couturier only played 12 minutes last night. And I think this is all in an effort to kind of reboot his season because he played a ton of minutes in the beginning of the year. There were nights it was regular that he was over 20 minutes a game, killing penalties, hard minutes, and doing all the things that we're so used to with Sean Couturier. But after missing 21 months, it it burned the candle at both ends and they met in the middle. And his game has taken a notch down of late. And minus 13 in his last 14 games, I don't know that we've ever seen a stretch like that for Sean Couturier. So I think this is an effort we saw. He played 15 15 minutes in the game against the Penguins. And then he only played a, a little over 12 minutes in the game last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think this is backing off to try and get the reboot so he can finish strong. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, 15 games coming up in 30 days in the month of March, which begins on Friday against the Washington Capitals. So it's going to be a busy month. So we'll see how they manage Sean Couturier throughout. But in light of that, Ole Lixell's in the lineup. Uh, you got Mark Stahl in a pairing with Yegor Zamula. 
on the third pair, Sealer and Walker, obviously still together, Sandheim and York, but Lixell in the lineup on that line with Couturier, and Bobby Brink gets a recall from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And talking to uh, you know some people down there at the Phantoms, the way he handled himself down there went a very long way because he didn't go down. Yeah, he was disappointed. That's human nature. But he didn't pout about it. He went down and worked his rear end off. And he gets put on a line in this game with Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee. We've seen instances this season with Bobby Brink and Joel Farabee in particular, and Bobby Brink and Morgan Frost in particular, that they've had chemistry. You know, Morgan Frost is the veteran on that line. He's the oldest guy. But you have three guys of very similar, you know, age and generation of play and the way they play, uh, two Americans and a, and a Canadian in the middle, and you got some instant chemistry, and we started to see that right away. And Brink, sometimes you just look at it and you go, man, is this stuff pre-scripted? Bobby Brink comes back and 222 into the game. Would you know it? He gets a great pass from Morgan Frost through the neutral zone in full stride. And I love how he attacks the middle of the ice. And then as that right-hand shot moves to the right side and then uses the Tampa defender against him and against Andre Vasilevsky. And then he just beats him. He beats him low on the blocker side. And Bobby Brink gets his eighth goal of the season. In his return, Morgan Frost, Mark Stahl pick up the assist. Flyers go up one nothing. Then with 13 minutes and 43 seconds left in the period, the lights dim. Flyers are playing really well. The shots were only 3-2 at that point, but they had some really good opportunities. And you're up one nothing. The shot, the lights dim. You got to wait about 10 minutes, and then they finally get back underway under dimmer lighting. And you're hoping, oh, man, does this little break kind of let Tampa gather themselves and re-grab this game or grab momentum in this game? Flyers, that didn't happen. They finished the first period. They get out of it one nothing. They outshoot Tampa in the period 8-4, to four, and you go to the second up 1-0 one, one in the game. Second period, though, Nick Paul, after you knew you were going to get the pushback in the second period from the Lightning, you did. You saw it right away. That way they were forechecking. They were owning the puck. They were dictating every zone. Uh, for a lot of the period, they outshot the Flyers in the period. And, and at 435, Nick Paul gets on the board, 17th of the season. Great setup from Brandon Hagel. He slams it in past Sam Harrison, and it makes it a 1-1 game. So you're going into the third period, tied at one. And you're a team, frankly, that needs points in the standings. Just you can't keep bleeding opportunities at standings points for the Flyers. This weekend, you lose two one-goal games. You know, maybe in November you go one goal game, you lost, you didn't get any points. Oh, it's a moral victory or we all that deserve we better fate stuff, all that stuff. At this point in the season, you can't you can't hang your hat on that. You've got to grab standings points. So you're going into this third period against a team that you lost to six to three earlier in the season. They had two empty net goals in that game as well. And you're going, okay, who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy that makes a play for the Flyers to grab this game? And it was a combination of multiple players in the third period and some really shoddy goaltending by Andre Vasilevsky. And I don't say that lightly. Andre Vasilevsky will be in the Hall of Fame because of the cups, the performances, how dominant he was. And simply, if you look at closeout games in Andre Vasilevsky's career, he'd go into the Hall of Fame on that alone, how dominant he was. One of the most dominant big game performers in that ever. But into this third period for 54 seconds in Tyson Forster comes in 
kind of down the left side and does the through the legs dangle move and then shovels a backhand to the net and didn't get much on it. I mean, didn't really get anything on it. And it beats Vasilevsky's short side. And as soon as the goal went in, I first of all, I couldn't believe it went in. And I'm sitting looking at the shot of Vasilevsky and his body language just doesn't look good. You can see how a goalie looks like when he's looking up at the scoreboard, the shoulders, the body language. Didn't look good. Then he gets beat at 308 of the third period when Travis Sanheim gets him for his eighth goal of the season. Flyers now up three to one. Then Sean Walker comes down and beats him on a clear-sighted shot short side again. 4-1 Flyers. Sandheim's eighth, Walker's sixth, and the Flyers are up 4-1. And his body language looks horrible. With about eight minutes to go in the game, down three, they pull him. Well, what do you got to lose? Tampa eventually gets within two when 14-34, and a six-on-five, Stamkos picks up his 24th of the season. But then at 15-22, they, they're getting ready to pull him out of the net again. And he is skating towards the bench as they're pulling. They're trying to break out. He's got to follow the play up the ice once it gets beyond his blue line. He's up at about the top of the circles in his zone, and the puck is turned over. Noah Cage forces a turnover in the neutral zone and picks it up at the red line. And Vasilevsky, looking straight at the play, just continues straight to the bench. Just totally checked out. And Cage says, thank you very much, and just pots it into the empty net, puts the Flyers up 5-2. to two. And I couldn't believe it because – Vasilevsky's a guy that wouldn't come out of games when his team was getting stomped because he wanted to play it out like the other guys on the team. And he was well-respected for it. But his body language in that game last night, and he gave up some bad goals, really bad goals. His body language and the way he did not retreat when that turnover happened to Noah Cates was alarming to me. So that puts the Flyers up 5-2. to two. Then they get another shorthanded goal. It's Cam York into the empty net. Uh, an assist for Travis Sanheim. Multi-point games from Sanheim. Multi-point game from Frost. Stahl's got an assist. Nick Sealer gets an assist. I mean, everybody ate on this night. Ryan Paling's got a point. Joel Farabee picks up a point. And you have six different goal scorers for the Flyers. You got Brink, Forster, Sanheim, Walker, Cates, York. I thought Cates had a great game last night. I thought it was maybe his best game of the season. Not because he's he scored the empty net goal, but the way he played and the and the way that he checked with his stick and the way he's now moving again. I thought one of certainly his best performances of the season. And it looks like his game is starting to ramp up right now, which will be a huge help as you kind of look to control the minutes of Sean Couturier. But Cates in the game plus three, goal and assist, two shots on goal, thought he was a factor all night. Frost, three shots on goal, two assists in the game. Uh, Garnet Hathaway gets an assist in the game. Also, you know, a plus three, four shots on goal, made a couple of key blocks, some ones that stung him good as well. You look at Paling, uh, plus three in the game. Uh, you look at Tippett, two shots on goal in 14 minutes. Didn't have to crush him with ice time tonight. You can save some of that and really spread it around. I mean, the Flyers' most minutes played forward in the game was uh, Scott Lawton at 17-11. So you'll take that. Lawton didn't get a point, so his point streak stops at seven games, which is a career high. Sanheim, goal and an assist in the game. 
gets a shot on goal, plus one in the game in 23-43 of ice time. Cam York, I thought, was good, was killing plays defensively. He gets a goal. Walker gets a goal. Three goals from your blue line. Sam Harrison doesn't see a lot of work, makes 20 saves and 22 shots. And you'll absolutely take it. Six different goal scorers. If you want to talk about win by committee and you get six different goal scorers, that's how you do it. And overall, a really good victory for the Flyers. And they'll have a couple of days off now. Today, total off day. And then uh, they'll be in Washington on Friday. And they'll begin this grueling month of March with 15 games in 30 days. It'll be Washington on the first uh, Friday night. And then Saturday night, back home against Ottawa. Then it's at home against St. Louis on Monday at 7.30. Then you go to Florida to take on Florida and Tampa. Thank goodness those games aren't back-to-back. It's coming up on uh, Saturday and, uh, excuse me, Tuesday and Thursday uh, for Florida and, or excuse me, Thursday and Saturday in Florida. That'll be around the trade deadline as well. And then you'll come back home, take on San Jose and uh, Toronto at Wells Fargo Center. Then you'll go to, or then you'll get Boston then you'll come back and take on Toronto again at Wells Fargo Center. Then you go to Carolina, Boston at home, uh, Florida at home, to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, to Montreal, and then you wrap up on my birthday against the Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard. Um, 15 games in 30 days. It's going to be a busy, busy month. But the two points, make no mistake about it, the two points the Flyers grabbed last night are immensely huge. I thought the goaltending performance of Sam Harrison in a unique situation was also a big factor in the game last night. And I had a chance to catch up with the Flyers goaltender, Sam Harrison, after the game. Uh, Flyers post game, when you play against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and a lot of weapons over there. In a weird night, how do you kind of keep your focus? Yeah, it was definitely a weird one. Uh, with everything going on with the power going out or whatever, but uh, just... It was big points for us. We knew that, especially after the last game. Had to had to bounce back and respond, and I, I think we did that in a, in a good way. Did the lighting change for you in any way? Because it definitely wasn't as bright. It looked like 1950s lit buildings. Yeah, that, that's what I thought when I first... Shadows, wow. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit weird, like, yeah, uh, so dark around, and, and uh, it was a little bit uh, harder, maybe, but it's, I mean... You never know what's going to happen. You have to deal with things, and and I think yeah, we did that as a team. It was uh, like I said, big big points for us, and uh, huge win here at home. You have to adapt quick and bring the game just in the two hundred by eighty five, don't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, uh, I mean, it, it it was weird, but uh, I think we did a good job. Uh, you guys go into the third period tied, and I'm talking in the second intermission uh, during the intermission, saying who's going to step up. And you got several guys that step up in the third. That's something that's going to just kind of reverberate through the room. And you got to make sure that's something you can ride for a little while now going forward. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, uh, we know we have some some guys out here, some key guys for us. And we knew it uh, It was a moment for, for guys to step up. And I think uh, Bobo coming back, doing it in a big way. Tice uh, getting that goal there in the third. So... There's, there's guys uh, and lots of other guys who, who's taking uh, that a uh, little bit bigger role and uh, and riding with it. Young guys, you're part of that too. Uh, let me ask you about playing against Kucherov because he loves to slow the game down and just get you in the mud until he doesn't want to play slow. you got to be so patient on your edges with him. What's it like facing that kind of talent and the talent they have? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's one of the best in the in the world for a reason. And you could tell 
you, you have to you have to respect them a lot but uh, but you can't uh, kind of like overplay him just because he's hit. don't let him beat you mentally first it's, exactly exactly so it's uh, uh you, you know he's gonna look for quick passes especially when when you think he he's got nothing he's got his back to the to the net and he just whips one in right in the middle and finds a tape so you got to be ready for that all the time last thing show your mask real quick to the camera we th- this still looks beautiful with the mat yeah. but at this point in the season i think you need another one Right. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, really? You, Let's yeah. get another one. <laughs> yeah, you talk to Tricky. <laughs> I'll get it done for you. Sam, thanks for doing this. Congrats. Thank you very much. Great to catch up with Sam Harrison. We got to get him a new bucket. We got to get another mask. A lot of times the goalie's got multiple masks for like the third jersey mask. And I'm going to go uh, beat the drum for him to get uh, another mask for this season. I was hoping he'd have one for the outdoor game, uh, but he did not. Mask does look really cool, though. And thanks to Sam. I'm really enjoying our conversations with him of late and good performance out of the Flyers netminder last night. All right, let's put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Uh, by the way, I got so many great notes from people about the commentary I had on uh, Rempe and the fighting and everything else. We'll get to some of those coming up this week in the next couple of days because um, it's a discussion I want to continue having because I think it's an important discussion. Um, and I got a lot of notes, emails, DMs, and tweets from people. Um, so I did read them, and we will get to them coming up probably tomorrow on a brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. So join us then. Everybody, have a great day. Enjoy the win from last night, and we'll be back tomorrow with a brand-new Flyers Daily.